Hi, it's me, Tiwa Ogunlesi. I'm a life coach, founder of Confident and Killing It, and you're listening to the Confident and Killing It podcast. This show is about waking you up to your worth so you can be confident, unstoppable, and dare to live the life that you truly desire. No more fear and insecurities getting in the way. It's time to master your mind, believe in yourself, and show up in the world. Let's get into it. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Confident and Killing It. So happy to have you here with me and listening to this episode. Today I want to talk about how to rebuild your confidence after facing discrimination. The Black Lives Matter movement has resurged um, in the last month or so after the unjust killings of Black people, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, in America. And so, you know, the topic of race and discrimination and unconscious bias is really, it's really big right now. Everyone is having these conversations. And so I thought, you know, there might actually be some people who have faced discrimination in the workplace or around with their friends and they just don't know how to rebuild their confidence. And if you've been dealing with the negative things that a manager said to you, you know, for the last five, six years, this episode is really going to help you let go of that and rebuild your confidence so that you can go and live the life that you truly desire. So the first thing when it comes to rebuilding your confidence is to remember that no one is born with confidence. And if it can be knocked, it can also be rebuilt. So confidence is a journey. And the good news is no matter what's been said or done to you, you can always rebuild your confidence. Like a fitness routine, confidence is something that you have to practice every day and be intentional about. If you haven't been doing what you need to build your confidence for the last five years, don't be surprised that you do not feel confident right now. Being in a toxic environment, whether it's a workplace, whether it's a relationship, will knock your confidence 100%. Because when you're there and you're hearing all these negative things about yourself or people are treating you differently, your internal dialogue gets very negative. It's important to remember that if your confidence has been knocked, you can be intentional about rebuilding it and you can learn the strategies to take action. And that is what I spoke about in my first episode. So if you haven't listened to it, please go back and do so. So first things first, remember no one is born confident and if your confidence has been knocked, I don't want you to lose hope. It is still possible for you to be confident and to rebuild it. The second thing to remember is that your worth is intrinsic. No one can take it away from you. And I know you all have heard me talk about this many, many times, but it is something I will never let go of. Your worth is intrinsic. So don't place your worth on external things like the degree or the money or the job or your position or your productivity levels. You matter. You are worthy of respect simply because you exist. You matter. Your voice matters. Your opinion matters simply because you exist. So do not feel you have to get to a certain level before you can be deemed worthy or you have to do something or act like something before you can be good enough or be worthy of respect. That is not true. 
You are worthy of respect just as you are. Who you are is different to what happens to you. Spend your time getting to know your strengths. You've got to know your worth. You've got to know what you're good at. Because if you do not know your worth, people are going to come into your life and try and make you undersell yourself. They're going to manipulate you into thinking that you are not worthy. So you have to make it your job, your responsibility to know your strengths, to know who you are deep down, to know the core of your identity. Do not wait for people to tell you who you are. You've got to figure it out and identify it on your own. So again, I have loads of resources to help you find out your strengths, to help you understand who you are and the amazing things about you. So go on my website, confidentandkillingit.com and look for the resources if you need to get a deeper understanding of your worth and your strengths. It is time for us to invest in and to prioritize the things people cannot take away from us. They can take away your job, they can take away your title, they can take away your money. But if you believe in yourself, if you believe in your worth, no one can take that away from you. So point number two, when it comes to rebuilding your confidence after you've been discriminated against, is to remember your worth is intrinsic and that no one has the power to take it away from you. The third point is to remember to speak up and to use your voice in a powerful way. Like I said, confidence is a journey. It is not something you just wake up one day and be like, yes, I'm flawless. No, that is not how it works. You have got to take baby steps to practice. The same thing, when it comes to rebuilding your confidence, the more you speak up, the more confident you feel about using your voice. If you always let discrimination happen to you and you don't speak up about it, that begins to become your reality. And every time it happens, you just let that discrimination land on you and it begins to sit in your mind and in your emotions. And that is so unhealthy. So when it comes to rebuilding your confidence, you've got to remember to speak up and use your voice in a powerful way. So I've got a little story for you. Um, last week I was on a course, I was on a professional course on Zoom and the host was talking about campaigns as an example, because we were talking about marketing campaigns and the host goes, everyone's talking about the Black Lives Matter campaign right now, but actually all lives matter. Yep. You heard it. You heard that right. She said it. And I was shook. I was literally just staring at my computer screen like, did this actually just happen? And then I started seeing in the comments, people were like, yes, all lives matter. And no one said anything. So I literally just typed shocking in the Zoom chat because I I was frozen at that point, literally. After I kind of like sit with my emotions a bit and just kind of actually understand what happened, I sent an email because I thought, All of us educated people were all on the same page when it came to Black Lives Matter. I thought the only people who said All Lives Matter were like far right racist people who are like those football thugs and like, you know, crazy people in America who actually just live under a rock. But no, I was wrong. So I decided to send an email. I used my voice 
I decided to send an email and explain the reason behind why we say Black Lives Matter and why All Lives Matter is problematic. So I'm actually gonna, you know, share bits of what I said because I think, you know, right now, a lot of us are having very exhausting conversations in the workplace. This topic is something that's gonna keep coming up over and over and over again. So if you really struggle to articulate it, feel free to use some of these words or these ideas to share what Black Lives Matter actually means and why All Lives Matter is problematic. So what I said was, when we say Black Lives Matter, we don't mean and we never said only Black Lives Matter. We know all lives matter, but right now, Black people's lives are in danger and we are being killed unjustly and at alarming rates. We are saying one group in the pack is getting pulled down and abused. So let's all work together to lift them up so we can all experience true equality and unity. So in reality, all lives cannot matter until there is justice for all the black people being killed simply because of the color of their skin. All Lives Matter has been used by racists to diminish and suppress the voices of black people who are speaking up for justice. This is why it's so important to use your voice because when you speak up for justice, people hear it and they come and support you and you cannot be silenced. So it is so important to speak up. Saying all lives matter diminishes the suffering, inequality and racism black people experience every day. And it ignores the fact that black people across the world are denied certain human rights by virtue of being black. This is why I don't see color is problematic. Because if you do not see colour, you do not see the systemic racism against people of colour. So we say Black Lives Matter to send a message to racist people who are actively killing and discriminating against people simply because of the colour of their skin. We do not say Black Lives Matter because we want to divide humanity. We do not say Black Lives Matter because we want to put one skin tone above the other or one race above the other that is not why we say black lives matter we do not say black lives matter to mean that black lives are most important or more important than any other life what we are saying is one house on the street is burning so let's put all our resources to put that fire out so those people who say they don't see color actually stand for fake solidarity because in reality, society does not treat black people and people of color equally. And so those in a position of privilege need to work to protect those at a disadvantage. So that's a quick kind of summary of what my email said, breaking down the difference between Black Lives Matter, why we say it, and why all lives matter is problematic. I'm glad I spoke up because now I feel even more confident in myself that if I ever see discrimination anywhere, I'm not going to be silent about it. So 
you're not just going to be able to wake up one day and be super vocal about topics like this. You have to take baby steps. Every time you see discrimination, you have to call it out. Because if you don't, you will continue to feel insecure and down about it and negative about it. When you speak up, it frees you. When you speak up, it frees your emotions. My third point is remember to speak up. When you speak up, you build your confidence, you take up space and you own who you are. My fourth point, remember that your opinion of yourself matters more than other people's opinions of you. I don't know about you, but you may have been told that you're not good enough or qualified enough for an opportunity. I remember when I, so I went to boarding school in England and in Surrey. And when I was applying for universities, my career counselor told me that I'm applying to too many London universities and that London universities are too competitive. So I should try some other ones. I just thought like, how is that your first response? That I'm, I'm being too ambitious. I didn't listen to her. I applied to mostly London unis because I knew I was smart enough to get in and I got all five university offers. So if you believe in yourself and know you have what it takes, then be unapologetic in the pursuit of your dreams. Do not give people so much power over you and how you see yourself. People will always have something to say. And most of the times it's negative because negative minds lead to negative feelings lead to negative talking. Do not let people's opinions who are negative matter to you. If people's opinions hold you back, bin them. Bin them. Like I actually give you permission. Write their opinion down on a piece of paper, rip it up and bin it. And then you make a conscious decision to believe something more positive about yourself instead. So replace their negative opinions with the truth of who you are, which is that you have strengths, you have worth, you have purpose, you are here for a reason, you matter. So spend time bigging yourself up. Spend time getting to know who you are and what you bring to the table and do not let people's opinions matter too much. Number five, remember The way people treat you is not a reflection of your self-worth. Don't internalize discrimination as something being wrong with you. Toxic and racist people are often cowards who are misusing their positions of power to hide behind their own insecurities and shortcomings. Don't let discrimination demoralize you. Broken people hurt other people. When you love and believe in yourself, and you are confident in who you are, you want nothing but joy and equality for other people. If people treat you badly, if people um, are racist towards you or or are discriminatory towards you, remember that is a reflection of their own insecurities and their own shortcomings. It is not a reflection of your worth. So stay true to who you are and keep showing up. The worst thing you can do when you've been faced with discrimination is to back down and become a shell of yourself. Kill them with consistency. 
okay? Kill them with consistency and win, period. Do not let discrimination demoralize you because if you give up on your dreams and they don't happen because somebody was rude to you or undervalued you, then they win. And we are not here to let racists win, okay? Remember, the way people treat you is not a reflection of your worth. Spend time knowing your true worth and focus on that instead. Point number six when it comes to rebuilding your confidence after facing discrimination is to remember not to let one moment in the past define your whole lifetime. Do not carry the weight of one moment when you were treated badly or you were discriminated against. Do not carry that weight your whole life. You've got to face whatever trauma, whatever um, negative energy you have inside of you, you've got to face it. Discrimination can be traumatic. It is. It is painful. So acknowledge the hurts that you feel and begin the process of healing. Do not get stuck in that trauma. Don't carry that weight with you your whole life. It will weigh you down and stop you from becoming the person that you are destined to become. There is beauty in both your strengths and your pain. But the key is not to get stuck in your pain. If you don't want to get stuck in the pain of a manager saying something rude to you or a microaggression at work or being turned down because of the color of your skin, you have got to learn to acknowledge how you feel, articulate the pain and then begin the process of moving on. You deserve to live a trauma-free life. Instead of disqualifying yourself from new opportunities because of one thing that happened to you, one rejection, one negative comment, don't disqualify yourself. Instead, find purpose in your pain and use it for good. Speak up more. Get active about it. Call it out when you see it. Use the pain and the discrimination for good. Keep going. Like I said, kill them with consistency. Do not get stuck in the trauma they may have caused you. If you stay stuck in trauma, it will knock your confidence even further. Check what memories and what stories you are playing over and over and over again in your mind. Stop playing the memories and the stories of when people have discriminated against you and instead start playing memories of you being strong, of you being resilient, of you being powerful, of you being unstoppable, of you knowing your worth. Those are the images you should be playing over and over and over again in your mind. So check the stories you are telling yourself and do not let one negative moment in the past define your whole lifetime. And finally, point number seven, when it comes to building your confidence after you face discrimination, is to remember opportunities are in abundance. So don't settle in your comfort zone. Don't put up with toxic energy because you're afraid of leaving what you know for something unknown. 
stand your ground. The longer you stay in a toxic work environment or, or a toxic group where people are discriminatory against you, the more it will knock your confidence. So don't be afraid to leave what you know for something unknown. Fear is just a negative thought of something in the future that hasn't happened yet. So instead of thinking, what if I can't find another job? What if I never bounce back from this? Think instead, what if there's another environment or another company who does have good values, who does have healthy people and a healthy work environment that you could move to? Think about that instead. You can never lose when you prioritize your mental well-being, set boundaries and bet on yourself. You deserve good things in life. Okay, like I'm going to say it again. You deserve good things in life. So do not settle. Opportunities are in abundance. Know when it is time to remove yourself from an environment that is pulling you down and is not supporting you. Bet on yourself. You can never lose when you bet on yourself. Trust me. Okay, so those are some tips on how to rebuild your confidence after facing discrimination. At the end of the day, you have got to be intentional about rebuilding your confidence. No one can do it for you. So make a commitment to yourself that you're not going to let words of ignorant people hold you back from the greatness that is inside of you. Okay. Woo, I was on fire on this episode, damn. <laughs> okay, that is it for today, people. Remember to rate, subscribe, and leave a review if you can. And share this episode with your friends on Instagram. I shared this content as an Instagram post, but I know some of y'all don't be reading much. So <laughs> I decided to make it into a podcast episode so you can listen to it as well. Let me know what you think. Tag me on Instagram at Tiwalola, at Confident and Killing It. Did you resonate with what I said? Has this helped you? Is this something you're really, really struggling with still? Um, I haven't really talked about workplace politics and and rebuilding your confidence when you're coming out of toxic environments, but it definitely seems like something a lot of people struggle with. So I will look into it and talking about it more, but I hope this episode has helped. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay confident and killing it.